in the past, I have spoken to clients who have dabbled in some mindset work with previous coaches, but these are not specialist mindset or positive psychology coaches, and instead they are business coaches. Listen into this episode to find out why I don't recommend that as a way of creating an incredible, transformative and progressive mindset for yourself and your business. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we so need your voice in the world right now more than ever. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success archives, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link in the show notes and you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more female purpose-led entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every message and every review I receive. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy today's show and I'm rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello. I hope this episode has landed in your podcast platform of choice at a time when you are feeling buoyant and full of intention and excitement about your business. I really hope that you are having a great week and today's episode is going to be slightly shorter than usual which is going to be all about the importance of going to the right source of help and information and expertise when you want to shift your mindset, when you want to make those huge changes in how you perceive yourself, how you are feeling and how getting that shift right, shifting away from self-sabotage and imposter syndrome and perfectionism and all of those gremlins is going to have a supercharging effect on your business and really allow you to quantum leap that success both in your work and also in the way that you feel in all aspects of your life. It's a really important topic that I've wanted to dive into with you for quite a few months actually and it just hasn't come to the surface of my never-ending list of podcast content. And that is not because it's not important. I actually think this is a really important 
if short and sweet episode. It's all around, as the title suggested, the decisions you make when you are choosing a coach for your mindset needs, but that those needs are also interlinked with a purpose-led business. So of course, I'm referring to clients that come to people like me or that use business coaches. And I really strongly believe if mindset is your biggest block, if mindset is what's holding you back, then no amount of strategic or tactical thinking from a business coach is going to get you to that heightened state of potential. I am sure that we have to have our foundational piece of mindset in place to really optimise our abilities and our impact as a purpose-led entrepreneur. That is absolutely what I'm about and what I believe in with my coaching, with my methods and with the clients that I see before me. Now, A huge caveat here is that this is not an episode dissing business coaches. They are amazing. I am sure I've mentioned before that I've worked with the wonderful Jen Hall as my business coach and she's been absolutely awesome in terms of me creating more impact with my business and really helping me push forward with who I'm talking to, my messaging and even down to this podcast. A massive shout out to Jen Hall and her podcast Expert Unrivaled because if it wasn't for her This podcast would not exist. I would have gone down a completely different route, some might say a rabbit hole, (laughs) of how I was approaching creating content, how I was marketing my business, how I was talking to my audience. Due to Jen's amazing strategic brain and her awareness and knowledge of the power of podcasts, I was able to see that absolutely there was space in the podcast world for my kind of content and I was able to launch it with great success. So she has been awesome to me. And there are so many other amazing business coaches. I've spoken to many peers who have worked with other business coaches who have been fantastic to them. So this is absolutely not a dig at business coaching. And I also have the small caveat that Oftentimes, a business coach can give you brilliant mindset advice in terms of the tactical, the strategic, the productivity related. So if you're confident that you're almost there with your mindset, that you just need really some tweaks and that the foundation piece is absolutely there, which means you're kind to yourself, you're not self-sabotaging, your confidence is really strong, you're able to pick yourself up from setbacks with ease and you're able to recognise all your strengths and have a really great understanding of what makes you tick and what doesn't make you tick and able to utilize that mindset knowledge in the day-to-day, then it's absolutely fine to go and ask the odd question of a business coach like you would any other colleague, friend or peer or business bestie. You can have brilliant ideas that they can draw on from their own experience. But my overarching argument in terms of this episode is if it's mindset work that is your priority, If you know deep down that you're self-sabotaging, that you're not living up to your best potential as a purpose-led business owner, 
then a business coach is not what you need first. What you need first is to really iron out those kinks in your mindset and to go to a specialist who really understands the mind, who really understands your motivations and who is qualified to give advice in terms of where you are with that mindset, where you are with those self-sabotaging patterns and behaviors and thought processes, and who can really help you uncover what's going on underneath them and how to move forward. In the past, I've seen clients who have been around the houses a bit with business coaches and courses and programs, and they've been working on all the very important tactical, strategic elements of their purpose-led business, but something is still keeping them stuck. And it always turns out that what they really needed help with first and foremost was getting their headspace into the right place, stopping that self-sabotage, removing their inner critic from their dialogue and instead empowering themselves so that they could push themselves forward and really enjoy their experience as a business owner rather than constantly feeling like they were dealing with these demons and mindset gremlins that were holding them back. Now, there's a real topic of conversation in the coaching world around the fact that coaching is an unregulated industry. It You don't have to be certified, you don't have to be trained even in any way at all. And this is quite problematic for the industry as a whole. It's something that I have really considered a lot on my own development journey and my training journey to become a coach. And for me, it was always essential that I had really solid training. And I think this partly stems back to my own background, which is I trained within the NHS and with City University as an allied health professional, a speech therapist. And although this is not exactly related to what I do now in my coaching business, I take ethics incredibly seriously. And I take the aim to do no harm incredibly seriously as well. But yeah, coaching is unregulated. I actually get quite regular requests from people who are looking at coming into coaching to ask me about the training that I did and the providers that I worked with and to recommend people that they might study with or organisations that they might get certified with. And it really is a minefield out there and I always caution want-to-be coaches with that. It is a minefield and you have to be really careful in terms of who you sign up with. I also don't agree that you should be working with people's mindsets and people's psychologies and more on that later when you've just done a £30 course on some kind of random website that isn't accredited, that doesn't include any kind of supervision, doesn't include any kind of minimum coaching hours. When I was deciding on my positive psychology coach training, I was quite fastidious in my research and I was absolutely adamant I was only going to work with a coaching provider and a certification provider who was ICF accredited. There are other 
overarching coaching organisations. But for me, the ICF really stood out as the gold standard globally, recognised around the world and with rigorous requirements for its providers. And as I've talked about so many times on this podcast, I was obsessed and fascinated by the application of positive psychology. So I really wanted to increase my knowledge in that area. I was already working in that area through a proprietary program. I had completed extensive training and I was also aware of the amazing transformative nature of applied positive psychology. And I really wanted to add to the rigor again. And I think it's my academic background speaking. I wanted to work with the very best. And I was able to track down Positive Acorn and my teacher, Robert Biswas-Dina, and really engage with the research, engage with the evidence base, engage with the ethics of applied positive psychology and wellness coaching at large. Something really interesting about the phrase positive psychology is that it sounds so good. It sounds really positive. It sounds really beneficial and really helpful. And it absolutely is. However, something that Robert Biswasdina really made us understand as trainees is that positive psychology is still psychology and it's still tinkering with people's minds and creating ideas and thought processes in people's brains that mostly have fantastic results but may not suit everyone. There is, for example, some evidence that some positive psychology activities connected to gratitude, for example, are not helpful to certain people. They just don't work so well on them. And also, and this is really important, there are some people for whom coaching is not the right route. They may need to deal with unresolved trauma. They may need deep counselling and therapeutic relationship psychotherapy before they're able to enter into a coaching relationship. And coaches who've been through more rigorous training understand how to recognise those clients and to refer them to somewhere more appropriate. I have definitely turned down clients in my time who I felt did not fit with what I had to offer. They needed something different. And I've always kept that in mind that yes, it's positive psychology, but that doesn't mean it can't be harmful. And we have to be able to work within an ethical framework, such as the one provided by the ICF, and to act with the interests of our clients at heart always or our prospective clients or the clients we're going to turn away and send to someone more appropriate. The difference with business coaches is that these frameworks are not quite the same. With a business coach, when they're advising on the nuts and bolts of how to make your business fly and are not delving into the mindset, there's really not the same impetus on them as coaches who are dealing with mindset. So I don't comment on what business coaches should have in terms of of certifications, but I absolutely advise caution if you're taking mindset advice from a business coach, unless they have been through rigorous training and really understand 
the machinations of mindset work from whatever angle they are approaching it from. Obviously, I approach from a positive psychology angle. That is not the only angle. There are NLP, there's hypnotherapy, there's so many other forms of mindset work. But what really matters is that you feel certain that the coach that you're dealing with has your best interests at heart, is working from an ethical framework, and is not just tacking on mindset work to their likely extremely good skills in the business coaching world. And I don't think it's a particularly controversial view, but it's definitely one which I hold. And that is that it's not enough to have just been through some self-development yourself. It's not enough to have read a couple of books. You need that evidence base. You need that rigorous attention to what it is that clients need and when to spot that you should be retreating from that client relationship. I really hope that this episode has been interesting to you and if you are considering working with a mindset coach and you'd like to explore working with me, do click on the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash self-sabotage call and we can arrange a chat. I would absolutely love to speak to you and to talk through your exact issues related to getting that mindset tip top, shifting that sense of who you are and working towards becoming that most empowered CEO for your business and in your life. It has been wonderful creating this week's episode for you. I wish you a phenomenal week ahead in your businesses and in your life and look forward to speaking to you again next week on the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Bye for now.